0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: else, I gotta say, wrestling is beautiful right now, not just in the realm of WWE, there's AEW to be discussed, or, you know, to be discussed later on, there is Ring of Honor, which I will discuss later, and, uh, oh yes i guessing you guys want me to discuss Elimination Chamber? No? Yes? Maybe so? All right, well, right out the gate, man. I wish I had the theme for Elimination Chamber, but I do not. I'm your simple podcast host that's going to just uh, discuss what I know, go from there, and not complain, you know. Elimination Chamber 2019. What a night to be had! (laughs) All right. So we had the Elimination Chamber match for the first ever Women's Tag Team Championships. And there's a lot of NXT alumni that were in the ring, but that's aside from the point. Actually, the kickoff match was very amazing. It was Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa. Buddy Murphy ended up getting the pinfall when Murphy's Law, and he retained his Cruiserweight Championship. I mean, it's pretty impressive. And plus, Akira Tozawa did answer the call of giving the fans a decent match in Houston, Texas. at inside the Toyota Center sold out.
0: Okay, so
1: the women's tag match was first. Naomi Carmella, Lev Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, <clears throat> very, very awesome, amazing match. Bailey and Sasha started off the match against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And third was Naya and Tamina. Actually, no, third. Sorry, never mind. The Iconics. Then Naya and Tamina came in last. Um, Naomi and Carmella were eliminated. And then the Iconics Sadly But you know what they did prove one thing They were in the performance center For a very long time they worked their asses off And they put on a damn decent match You want to talk about Great psychology in a wrestling match Build a crescendo As some may say They told A story from start to finish Some people weren't thinking, you know, they they may have wanted Liv Morgan and, and Sarah, uh, Sarah Logan to win. <clears throat> Mandy and Sonia. And I, you know, I was discussing with a friend earlier and she said, this may sound crazy, but I either wanted Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan to win or Mandy or Sonia. You gotta understand something though. Nobody's opinion on this is wrong. We all have our opinions, believe you me, we are wrestling fans, and we are very picky about this. But to the people that watch the takeover in Brooklyn, myself included, and the people around the world on WWE Network, you saw how Bailey and Sasha have progressed. And they did not disappoint inside the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, obviously, because <clears throat> if you notice – as I cough my lungs out – if you noticed – They portray the perfect imagery of what a babyface tag team was supposed to look like. They really, I mean, it did not look like they were going to do that much good against Sonya and Mandy. I mean, they have prior experience. So, let's see here. There's a WrestleMania promo. Okay, so blah, blah, blah. The second match was Shane and Miz versus the Usos. I was not a fan of that match at all. Um, there are some questionable things that Shane did during the match, but I'll leave it to you to say okay, question was and how the coast to coast, how many times have we seen him crash and burn, and not just because it was very risky, but. Because, I mean, goddamn, dude, some of the shit that Shane McMahon can do will defy gravity or defy the doubters, the naysayers. And The Miz announced in the match that before the match started, he announced he was going to be a proud papa for a second time. Congratulations to The Miz and Maurice on their second child. And are new tag team champions. Apparently, this was a night of champions precursor. I don't know. Right before the final pay-per-view of Fastlane in in Cleveland, Ohio. Before I go to WrestleMania in my neck of the woods. So, yeah. The Usos won big whoop-de-doo. Ah, yes, And a handicap match. They had to make this a handicap match to make Finn Balor look like the ultimate underdog. I, uh... Gotta say, folks, I'm kinda happy actually I'm ex- elated that Finn Balor won something. He won the Intercontinental Championship from Bobby Lashley. A miscue cue from Leo Rush was what caused the victory. Finn Balor was able to hit the double stump. One, two, three after the match was over. Bobby Lashley Did his best to dispose of the trash. I mean, Leo Rush. Guys, look. Leo Rush, the reason why this happened, hmm, I don't know. I try to stay out of office politics. It's a lie, but here's what I'm going to say. If you do not have a good rapport with the boys, then the boys will then in turn not like you. And then in turn, some bad things will happen. And you'll figure out why those bad things happen to said individual. I don't care what people say that we are. Uh, I'm not a fan of his. I'm just going to leave it at that. Because I've got other matches I've got to report on. Otherwise, you'd hear a 30-minute fucking rant about that asshole who makes stupid Twitter comments about Emma uh, getting fired or leaving the company on Twitter, nonetheless, and then got put in his place by the Iconics. There, see, I I couldn't resist. Oh, and before I move on further, the 2019 Hall of Fame has some inductions, which I'll be going over with Granny Hulkster tomorrow, tomorrow. D-Generation X. The entire group, which includes finally... Finally, China, X-Pac, Triple H, Road Dogg, Badass Billy Gunn, and of course, HBK. So, there's that. (laughs) It was announced today, I don't know what specific time, but if you're not going to Hall of Fame, you gotta be fucking crazy, or not interested, or you just don't care. Same thing, same principle, same whatever. Anyways, we're gonna pass that match. You had okay the announcement of the Royal Rumble being in Houston in 2020, which I will be going to. Raw Women's Championship: Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Oh goody! Not really. That match was the drizzling shit. Another match that was a drizzling shit was no DQ, Baron Corbin versus uh, Braun Strowman. Lashley and McIntyre ran interference, put him down through two tables, which he's seven feet, two inches tall, McIntyre's McIntyre is no slouch in height, neither is Lashley. But uh, I got to say, folks, out of all the matches on the card, that one was about as entertaining as someone trying to fix car who knows nothing about car see I'm fucking using weird analogies here but ah yes the main event with Smackdown Live was very very amazing even though I you had Samoa Joe AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, and Daniel Bryan. <clears throat> there were some amazing moments that that match portrayed. And one of those was the RKO off the top rope and AJ Styles was about to hit the 450 splash or the Phenomenal Forum, whichever move he was going for. Probably most likely the 450 splash. But Randy Orton caught him out of midair. One, two, three. AJ was gone. Um, Then Randy got eliminated by Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston, man. Holy shit. Um, I remember when he was not a part of New Day and how he had some amazing, amazing, amazing saves in the Royal Rumble. But I also remember him, you know, losing his fake accent, whatever, you know, that's, the past this guy put on one hell of a show versus Daniel Bryan I believe he's main event material because he the crowd was chanting his name they were so into the match they were all for it and then you know so I can't believe he didn't win well I can't believe he didn't win either I mean I thought for sure they're gonna put the strap on Kofi but I was discussing this with my best friend, and I told her maybe it was more fitting that he didn't win the championship because you have WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35 in New York in front of 70,000 plus fans from around the world to see him on the grandest stage of them all win the championship if he does get involved, you know, in, in a crazy-ass match at, at Mania 35, my ne- well, New Jersey's not my neck of the woods, but it is about a 45- to 50-minute drive, depending on if you can finagle your ass through traffic. But anyhow, the match, the Elimination Chamber... The men's elimination chamber, my God, man. You talk about the two best matches, in my opinion, on the card, and that were actually three. Finn Balor winning the IEC belt for the first time in his career. Then you have the women's tag team championships. I mean, history was made. Those women worked their asses off, so... Nothing bad to say about the pay-per-view, although I wish... Um, one thing I'm going to say is I wish Ronda and uh, Ruby would have lasted a little bit longer because, to me, if you're going to have a squash match, at least have the length of time go a little bit longer, Rhonda just ragdolled the fuck out of her. Right, ragdoll, ragdoll, iron bar submission, tap, tap, tap. I mean, this isn't Monday Night Raw. This is a a grand stage pay-per-view. It's the the precursor. It's the stage setter, if you will, for WrestleMania because this sets the tone, folks, before the big, big event you're going to be performing in front of and you're going to give us a shitty-ass one-and-a-half, two-minute match. I mean, like I said, things could have been better. You could have given her some offense, like some forearms, You know, extend the match, however you want to look at it. If you're competitive, that's great, but you need to actually compete. You're a martial, I mean, you're a mixed martial artist, Rhonda. Why can't you hang with Ruby Riott, you know? Just give her some semblance of offense. No, not even, no shine whatsoever, no fucking heat, just straight into, boom, boom, you know, a couple of arm drags that look like shit, and then, submission arm bar, there you go, tap, 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 also, it's bad, just, you know, get a nitpick a little bit, the no DQ match, did not even the crowd wasn't even stirring. They're just like, oh, he got powerbomb through tables. Ooh, that's it. That's it. Oh yeah. What other match could I? I think that you know pretty much sums up the you know Elimination Chamber twenty nineteen, folks. I'm not going to spend too much of my time rambling on, but we are going to take a break in the action. We're going to. Start the advertisements. I haven't done this in forever. If you like to go to a wrestling school, you can research on Google or you can benefit from going to monsterfactory.org. Sign up today. Check if they have open tryouts. If you're not sure, email... The site moderator, whomever moderates Monster Factory on monsterfactory.org, I'm sure the navigation on the tabs will let, lead you to your answer. If you have any questions, the number is also located on the website of monsterfactory.org. It's located on the vehicle itself. The Monster Factory is located in Paulsboro, New Jersey. The address can be found in Google Maps, Waze, whatever you, navigational system that you have available. If you do not have a navi system, please call the number. And if you really are a Boy Scout and can use an actual map, by all means, but join the Monster Factory today. It will definitely benefit you. If it does not benefit you, seek something else, man, because this man, Danny Cage, he has connections to New Japan, CZW. The list is endless. It's Now part of the future of Honor Dojo. So if you don't If you don't learn anything at all, it's up to you. Invest in yourself. Go to monsterfactory.org today, tonight, whenever you have the chance. Very good school. I went to two super camps, but don't base it off my opinion. Base it off your own. Invest in yourself. Monsterfactory.org. For those of you wanting to sign up for a network, Monster Factory Network is $8.99. It's a dollar cheaper than WWE Network. You can go online to monsterfactory.org. Subscribe. Watch the documentary. It's very good. For WWE Network, you get your first month free. So that means you would get <clears throat> elimination chamber. And if you want to continue subscription, it is nine dollars and ninety nine cents with a valid debit or credit card. Do not hesitate to sign up today, folks. Today it's very very important because then you know you can also get ICW, WCW, TNA, Ring of Honor, PWG. Do You know some of the NXT UK stars and NXT stars were formerly of said organizations. So don't hesitate, folks. Sign up today and learn more about Smoky Milk Pro Wrestling. Stan Hansen, various other places you know territories, WCCW, Dusty Roads. You can type in the search engine which superstar or organization you're looking for. You can look up the match or superstar specific that you're looking for in WWE Network. If you don't want to pay the $9.99, you can get a preloaded card at your local GameStops, Dollar Generals, 7-Elevens, Best Buys, and Walmarts. Prices in certain states and taxes in certain states will vary. You can also order on the shop. The preloaded card. The preloaded card will be added on to your first month tree, so you get four months. Four months, folks, of the network. <sighs> All right, so <clears throat> 25 minutes. I say, why not just open this can of worms, right? Right. So, without further ado, buckle up, everyone. I cannot promise you. That uh, you will be happy and singing in a field, the hills are alive, with the sound of music, that's not me. You know how this fucking show goes. Buckle up your seatbelts, folks, because you're about to enter the mind of good old Brian Rails. Take it!
0: A personality. I know you're your dreams I've been in be. oh, a i like Mussolini and
1: a... All right folks my bad. I forgot to say, what's up, UK? What's up, Canada? What's up, United States? What's up, Mexico City? What's up, Australia? Good day, mate. I'm horrible at accents, so forgive me. What's up, U.S. of A? What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Hong Kong? What's up, Philippines? What's up, everybody? On this edition of Off the Reels censored so, as the title says, Finally, putting the pieces together in pro wrestling. What do I mean by that? Well, well, little hawk and animal action. Isn't it?
0: <clears throat> what
1: do I mean by it? You finally have elements like a Becky Lynch, a Charlotte Flair. Unfortunately, you have to add Ronda into this mix, but you have a Ronda Rousey. You have a Wrestlemania shaping up. You have AEW's Double or Nothing. Ring of Honor still doing their thing. So wrestling right now, wrestling fans right now are in heaven because we have some things to talk about, whether it's uh, Corey Graves and Carmella, whether it's, you know, I, okay, my personal opinion on that can be talked about whenever, but this is a wrestling show, not a gossip hotline although you do tend to see stuff on your facebook news feed you can either ignore it or pay attention to it i just you know report to you guys what i've been reading and just go from there so anyways <clears throat> what pieces are being put together okay so finally even though some of the matches were not to my liking or some people's liking There's a generalized consensus around the wrestling world that, wow, we actually have a show to watch, whether it be AEW, which is on my birthday, at MGM Grand, in the future home of my favorite football team, no matter where they are, Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders, go Raiders. So right now, wrestling is just winning, baby. See what I did there? I got to say, for the first time in a while, wrestling is starting to shape up to be something nice, something decent, something that you can easily put your finger on and say, man, I want to watch this again. Because as far as I'm concerned, before twenty nineteen, some may say, Well, I don't have a problem wrestling, I like my wrestling. But you don't know what I like my wrestling translates into when you're talking about professional wrestling. Could have meant, okay, I liked Ring of Honor because, you know, the feud between Rhodes and all this or Lethal winning the championship. Or, you know, Hangman Page, Joey Janela. I mean, there's a lot of names that jump ship to AEW. There's a lot of names that are still in Ring of Honor and also Future of Honor and New Japan and stuff. New Japan has plenty of talent. Evil, could list more, but Omega, Kenny Omega. What do I know about Kenny? He's a pretty nice dude. I met him at Con. Other than that, he's only the most prolific professional wrestler, aside from AJ Styles, aside from Randy Orton, aside from, well, some people may argue, well, Randy Orton's nothing but a meathead, blah, 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 blah.
0: Wrestlers
1: are entertainers. Some say wrestlers are wrestlers. They prefer wrestlers to not be entertainment because it takes away from their storytelling ability <clears throat> all in all, what the discussion is, finally, the pieces are being put together in professional wrestling. What does that mean, as far as a, you know, as far as going forward as a wrestling community? It means, by gentle snowflakes, that professional wrestling is finally giving the fans options to choose from. You can you can don't have to just stick to one fandom and be like, okay, my group that I choose is way better than your group because it always gives us an entertaining moment to be had. All right, see, I'm one of those that say they put the pieces together, much like they have the pieces together in the 90s when it was uh, WCW, WWE, ECW, USWA. I think wrestling, in my opinion, wrestling is more entertaining if they have competition to work against. And that always drives the promoter in charge to make a better fucking product. That just having one means, okay, all of us have to be subjected to years and years of a champion being shoved down our throats. Is he? Is he and was he a model citizen? I'm referring to John Cena or <clears throat> a champion that we just necessarily didn't get along with. As far as okay the continuity in what story or believability i just I just want to point out, man, that finally we're not being forced to like someone as fans now I don't know how some people. I think wrestling you know, pieces together, I have friends that may or may not still watch it, but what I can tell you is I'm happy as a fan being able to watch a plethora of choices. I have House of Glory. I've got House of Hardcore. I've got Ring of Honor and a bunch of local indie shit that is amazing. Well, some of it, not all, but if you really, truly believe that professional wrestling is changing, then you got, you know, you got yourselves on the right side of the tracks because before, wow, I mean, you still do have options. Ring of Honor has been around since 2002. New Japan even longer. WCW is no longer here. ECW is completely defunct and owned by Vince McMahon. So, what what are the pieces in place? You have a women's match at WrestleMania. You have a huge event for AEW. A shit ton of talented dames. On their roster, you have a lot of talented names headed that way and it's great i I you know i in my opinion, this is great because not only does a e w allow w w e to drive to do better, but it allows the fans to say, "Man, I could watch both if they were competing." On the same network, could things get ugly? I don't know. We all saw what happened in the past with WCW and WWE, and uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, ECW wasn't even part of the discussion uh, for some weird unreason. Even though, yes, their concepts were stolen and the Attitude Era was born, yada yada yada. I, I have mad respect for those who worked. ECW the point is folks When wrestling starts putting its pieces together The stories start to form The crescendos and matches Start To begin Crescendos meaning Has a good beginning It gives you A teaser And then at the end It just Makes you as a fan Say wow What a fucking match. What an amazing fucking match. And last night at Elimination Chamber, a good example of a metaphorical crescendo of match was the Women's Tag Team Championship and also the moment that Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan created for everyone in Houston. I mean, you can't deny that wrestling is becoming... again it hasn't really captivated someone or some people for a very long time other people say well I don't know I've always loved professional wrestling Uh, guys wrestling once upon a time was so popular you couldn't find tickets now AEW sold out in four minutes flat 12,000 seats in four minutes That's something that You just want to smile about Because I don't care What organization you work for That's an amazing feat To accomplish Because a lot of people make fun of professional wrestling So it's nice to have The pieces to the puzzle All in place They start putting together it's one big, beautiful picture. The picture depicts a timeline of, okay, we're going to give the fans what they want. Now, All Elite Wrestling emerges, and what's cool, guys, is, is that you have Cody Rhodes. I don't know if he's the locker room leader, but it's cool because his dad led WCW. At one point in time, now I know that it was probably anchored by NWO and a whole bunch of other factions in WCW. But the point is, you have a Rhodes leading an opposing organization against the McMahon. Wasn't that how things worked with territories and whatnot? Especially back in the day when you had Flair, Rhodes, Magnum, TA, Stan Hansen, Bruno, San Martino. You had a bunch of guys competing against one another but in different territories. And the beautiful thing about that was fans had not only a variety to choose from, but they had their pieces to the puzzle all in place. And it was very cool. I wish you know I could have gone back in time and and saw some of the matches from the seventies and eighties because it was a completely different style, different atmosphere, the feel of professional wrestling is back. The excitement in the air, the not just the ambiance because of one event, AKA WrestleMania. But because you have a feeling like when AEW launches, you want to, as a fan, you're curious. You're like, I want to see these guys. I seldom saw some Kenny Omega matches because my roommate had on New Japan from time to time. But I was so glad to read that there's going to be some form of competition, which is much needed in pro wrestling. You've got all the aces in their places and they're representing their brand as best they can, whether it be NXT, whether it be New Japan, whether it be Ring of Honor, whether it be AEW or WWE. Professional wrestling has become beautiful again. I mean it was like sometimes you're like, Man, it's it's hot now but ooh, got cold and it looks ugly. But so that's wrestling. You love it, you hate it. Sometimes you just can't live without it. Not like the Billy Ray Cyrus song where I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. But you guys get the point. Professional wrestling's always going to be a jigsaw that you eventually have to you know, you have to as a promoter, you have to find the right pieces. In order for your puzzle to look correct Instead of like Okay, we tried to fit this in And force it Towards the fans But they don't want it So we're going to give it to them anyways And sometimes that was the case I'm not just talking about outcomes of Wrestlemania John, but if You know, my thing is If you're going to Give the fans not only a show, but a pay-per-view or a tease. You should, in my opinion, you should notice the crowd's reaction and go from that. Because a good friend of mine would say, just keep it simple, stupid. That's all. If you try and complicate shit for fans, we're going to notice and it's not going to be very welcomed, if you will. Some say that it's easy to do a booker's job. No thank you. And in order to have the right pieces to your puzzle, and this is just my opinion... You've got to make sure that you ride the wave of a Becky Lynch or a Kenny Omega or a Cody Rhodes or whomever you're going to ride the wave of. Because if you don't ride said wave, when that person is white hot and merch sales, and you notice every time they come out, they their name gets chanted or fans are just going ape shit for that person, and they emit a certain reaction you know you're putting your jigsaw together again and that picture is starting to come through a little more clear because sometimes wrestling like I said has been difficult to watch over the years not just WWE but it's like man it's so torn it's still going to be torn it's still going to be divided amongst fans who Believe they know everything And formulate opinions Through which you want to laugh at them for But hey We all have opinions We all have assholes So Everyone has one right So many times And I tell you Wrestling can either emit the correct emotion and reaction or response from a crowd, or the crowd just walk out, or afterwards bitch up pretty big storm of oh, man, what the fuck was this moment for? I can't believe they did this. Blah 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 blah. Oh, so and sos getting buried. Yada yada yada. Look, all I ask for. At a professional wrestling match, is that you give me a story. You tell a story. You give me some sense of direction of what you're trying to convey. I don't need a fucking essay's worth of promos. I don't. Promos are necessary. I get it. But I don't need five, six, seven, eight promos to get the point across. Start out the show with a match instead of a, of a promo unless the promo fits. Also <clears throat> all I gotta say is damn it's about time wrestling felt like wrestling again and that they finally started putting the pieces together. Because it's important that wrestling keeps fans intrigued and not oh well I guess we shouldn't cheer for this person because we're not going to get what we want type feeling or there's finally dynamics Daniel Bryan was completely booed out of the building you know Cody Rhodes can get different reactions no matter where he goes Kenny Omega, Dean Ambrose it doesn't matter the New Day, the Usos Tessa Blanchard Doesn't matter who Sonny Kiss Killian Murphy The list goes on folks Of People who Can make It worth your while To pay your hard earned money To go see them And cheer for them Boo them Talk about them Discuss them that's why professional wrestling, you know, with social media, you know, you know, you never know what you're gonna get. It could be good, it could be bad, it could be gossip, it could be guys going here, this guy is burying this guy. Oh, you know, it's just a lot of. Well, I don't know. Opinions that get debated and tossed around Like a cheerleader Going up for a basket toss I mean jeez, It's great It is great that we are now Finally fucking getting it Getting what we had I mean I'm 31 years old That's not All enough to remember all the great moments In professional wrestling history But who can forget the Monday Night Wars? Who can forget Degeneration generation X and W-O? Who can forget the night when Sting won the World Heavyweight Championship on Monday night? Or who can forget the moment when Tony Schiavone was instructed to read the results from Monday Night Raw when Mick Foley won the championship? It ultimately was one of the, not main factors, but one of the factors that helped WWE propel to the top in ratings. So... Are there going to be new moments in professional wrestling? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. A thousand times yes. Why?
0: <clears throat>
1: because now you have companies that are going to compete. And will things get ugly? Only time will tell. Well, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, opinionate about, well, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh, and uh, join Granny Hoaxer and myself tomorrow on Tuesday, folks. Love you. Good night. I gotta fucking sleep.
0: Dig it. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The consequences high. i the